Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with hosts who aren't perfect. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. On today's episode, we're going to go through some of our worst takes from the 2021 season, uh, from last offseason in our preview episodes. Uh, but first, we have some head coaching, uh, one head coaching change to discuss. Todd Graham resigned at Hawaii after players, parents, even state senators criticized the coach in a uh, Senate hearing in Hawaii. Tons of players had transfers transferred away from the program as well, so things were just not looking good there. They have since hired Timmy Chang, one of their legendary quarterbacks. He was uh, a wide receivers coach for Jay Norvell at Nevada and had followed him to Colorado State, but of course, now moving on to Hawaii. So what do you guys think? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm I'm just glad that that Graham got ousted. If uh, you know, even if half of the stuff that's that's out there is true, we just don't want to ha- have a toxic toxic program, especially at Hawaii. It's supposed to be a a happy place out there. They they have yeah. fun playing ball. Um. So so that aside, though, Tim Chang, like I'm, why not bring a legend? I know that he doesn't have the credentials, the experience, hasn't been a head coach and all that, or even a really a true coordinator, but. Maybe he can get the he knows the islands. He can get the right guys behind him. I know he could probably get some good quarterback play. I mean, uh, you would think. Uh, so why not? Why not take a shot if you're Hawaii? You got none to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a bit ambitious. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I generally like to give coaches um, hire coaches based on just like what they really deserve. Um, and I'm not saying maybe Timmy Chang doesn't deserve this, but there, I think there are more highly clearly more highly qualified candidates that could probably do a very good job. So this just seems a bit like a bit of a reach. I mean, he's what, he's been a wide receivers coach uh, and then tight ends coach before that. He's just hasn't been a coordinator at a D1 level. Um, It's just, I think it's too much of a reach here for for Timmy Chang. Oh man, Ryan, such a hater there. Hey, I'm just being real, just being real. No, I mean, it was probably good to have both of those viewpoints there because you're right, they're there isn't a ton of experience from him, but I, I think I side more with Trey just because of how fun it would be if it if it does work out for Timmy Chang there to have a legend as their head coach, uh, a native son like that would just be unbelievable. So I'm it, it would be cool. I'll be cheering for him, obviously. Oh, for um, sure. But uh, there's been obviously a ton of moves in the transfer portal and coordinators moving around. We'll do episodes in the coming weeks uh, and discuss all of those. Uh, especially when Caleb Williams decides. As we're recording right now, he has not decided. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, let's let's get to our horrible takes. And Trey, you have the honors of going first. But each of us got one good take. You get to say, and if you, we're going to play a clip of one good take. If you remember any others, Trey, you can mention those as well. But uh, what's your yeah, what's I mean, your first good take here? Well, where do I start? It. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Nah, so my, many. The one. The, yeah, that's right. The one that I was kind of most proud of uh, throughout the season that I was kind of sitting on had to do with uh, when we did a preview episode uh, about the Big Ten in regards to who was overrated and underrated. Yep, that's fair. I, I agree with you guys on Northwestern, so, but I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to go with Indiana. Um, 
I don't think it's necessarily ridiculous to have them third in the East where where they are. But I could make you know you can make a case they'd fall to the fourth spot. But I was more looking at them being twentieth nationally, and not only that, they were only a spot behind Iowa, and then way ahead of teams like Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska. Uh, the Hoosiers, I like the Hoosiers. Don't don't get me wrong, but they had. They had some good fortune last year. We all remember the the fortune, the luck that they had to beat Penn State in their first game. They were they had three of their wins. They were outgained by over a yard per play. Um, a couple of those games flipped to losses, and the Indiana narrative might be a lot different. Michael Penix, big question mark: Can he stay healthy? That's been an issue coming off an ACL injury. They lose Wap Fillier at receiver, Stevie Scott at running back. And then in the division, I think Michigan is going to improve this year. And Indiana has a has a schedule where their first five games, three of them are at Iowa, hosting Cincinnati, and at Penn State. So that's a really tough slate to, to start yes. the year. Like I said, I, I like Tom Allen, the Hoosiers. I'm going to root for them. But I just need them to prove to me that they're a top 20 team and way ahead of those other Big Ten teams I mentioned. Yes. Very so good. They ended up – I was – I thought they were over it. Ended up going two and ten. Didn't quite foresee that, but Pettis yeah. got injured. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan, obviously was better in the in the division. And I mean, I was just shocked about the Hoosiers though, because eight of their ten losses were by double digits. Uh, they just, I, I really have to wonder what Hoosier fans are kind of thinking about Tom Allen right now. Like, what a what a complete Weird. flip from the year before. The two years, really. They had two good years before that. Yeah. And uh, that episode was one of our best because the overrated yeah. teams we identified were Northwestern and Indiana. Indiana. And then the underrated were Purdue and Michigan State. So not bad. Score. All right, Trey. Do uh, you, you want right, to bring so up any was... more good ones or just get to the bad ones? No, I, you know, I, the, the listeners know I've just <laughs> spit out hot good takes all the time. So yeah. I don't need to gloat. Now, but let's get to my bad ones, and believe me, I I had plenty. Uh, but uh, the first one that I had was looking at again. I'm I'm staying in the Big Ten, and I was talking about we were talking about in or out, and I was talking about being out on someone who ended up doing pretty well. This is hard for me to say, but I I'm out. I I think he's tremendous. He gets a lot of undeserved hate. But I just don't foresee uh, a dramatic rise back up this year for Michigan. Um, the offense just hasn't, we talked about it earlier, it hasn't really clicked under Gaddis, haven't got that receiver production. Um, losing Don Brown at de- defensive coordinator and replacing him is tough. It's just, it's just too large of a gap right now between, I know it's hard to compare to Ohio State because they're the juggernaut, but that's where Michigan wants to be, and there's just a, a pretty significant gap there right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yikes! Well. So Gaddis Gaddis goes on to you know be the Broyles assistant of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Defense was just fine, and uh, yeah. apparently the gap between them and Ohio State wasn't that much. So yikes! College football. I, I knew yeah. Michigan was was going to beat Ohio State, so you, you yeah, were the right. only idiot there. Shame on me! Shame on me! All right, and then the next the next one that I just am so ashamed of is we were previewing. Georgia and Alabama and and who would have the better offense and in particular we were looking at a specific the quarterback position that's fair and I understand your rationale but I'm gonna go the other way I'm going with Georgia and JT Daniels um, 
Bryce Young, he of course he does have that upside, uh, more upside and and potential. But and I don't doubt that he's going to have success. But there's a couple questions that he that need to be answered first before I I crown him as the best. First and foremost, can he live up to that hype right away? Uh, there's going to be a new supporting cast, new talent around him, and then second of all, that whole offense, including him, how are they going to adapt to a new offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien? Because of course Steve Sarkeesian left. Um, Again, the offense will be fine, but that's just a couple questions that I have. With JT Daniels, I feel like I'm getting that proven commodity. The way he finished the year last year was was remarkable. He had great poise in the the Peach Bowl comeback against Cincinnati. And you look at the stats, he had a 10 to 2 uh touchdown interception ratio. The offense for Georgia got much better and now going into year 2 where he's the undisputed quarterback under Todd Munkin's system, all the reps I like JT Daniels here. No debate I there. Mean, where do I, where do I start? Where do I start? I mean, yeah, okay. JT Daniels obviously didn't even really play, but that aside, even if I said Stetson Bennett back then, Bryce Young only won the Heisman, so I guess he did okay, and he they had a little bit better quarterback play. Oops. Yeah. Well, I guess he was undisputed until the Georgia game, and then or until the uh, the Clemson game, and yeah. then I tried to be a little bold and. Yeah, not so much. All right, so moving on to my my last bad take, or one of the the many that's out there. I was we were the question of the the preview was how many games will Texas win? But if, hey, if they if they manage to to win those first three non conference games, then eight would be the absolute floor in my eyes because when you look at their schedule after the red river river rivalry on october 9th the horns they have a chance to go on a run aside from the game at iowa state they're probably going to be favored in every other one so if they're able to to do well in that first half of the schedule they could have a big year but i'm going eight and four so eight and four wasn't a ridiculous prediction but the way i kind of framed it not not the greatest because after that Red River rivalry, they lost five games in a row, including one to <laughs> Kansas, and it ultimately yeah. finished five and seven. So it didn't really pan out too well for me so, there. not back. No. All right. Good job, Trey. Good yeah. job. You're off the hot Ugh. seat. Ooh. My turn now. So we'll start with uh, my good call, and it came after Texas and OU announced they were going to the SEC. And we did an episode where I said um, it was likely that the Big 12 would stay together and add these four schools. That brings me to this option here where I think the Big 12 stays together and adds these four teams. So my first school is BYU. Second school I have is Houston. Cincinnati is the next school. And then the last school is UCF. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, a, ding. That was a good call. No doubt about Not that. Not bad. Not bad. That was a good one. All right. But let's get to my bad calls. Uh, and uh, the first one, this one's bad. So it was I was in charge of the uh, ACC quarterback rankings episode. So these were – it was not a combination of all three of us. It was just my rankings. And I ranked all 14 of the starting quarterbacks, 14. And so we're about to find out who I had 13th. Oh, no. 
Yep. Moving on to one that might raise a few eyebrows. Number 13, you have Kenny Pickett of Pitt. <laughs> yeah, I think this one is going to be controversial because people yes, often it praise his tools and talk about him as a an NFL prospect, which may be the case. But he's been the starter at Pitt for three years, and their pass offense has been consistently bad. Um, he's had 13 touchdowns and nine interceptions each of the past two seasons. He's not efficient. Um, I thought Mark Whipple coming in as the offensive coordinator might uh, might help things, but at least so far, it, you know, the stats have still been fairly inefficient. So I could see having him a few slots higher, but I don't think 13th is, is crazy just given the three-year track record. <laughs> Oh wow, thirteen! <laughs> and these guys, these guys are laughing in the present yeah, time. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, it, I'm glad I, I'm glad I at least said introduced it by saying this was controversial. I oh was, yeah, yeah, because that was uh, that was lower than most people would have. I don't know where people would have had him. Maybe like I don't even know eight to eight, ten range. Yeah, eight ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean, totally to your credit, no, no one foresaw him being a top two or three quarterback in I the ACC. I thought he was going to do so. what he'd done every year, and he did not. He was, a, he <laughs> he was, was the best. A, he was a Heisman finalist. Well, yeah. yeah. He was I number mean, one. Like, isn't that wild, though? I know this is obviously a horrible te- a horrible call, but, like, the fact that yeah, that you could even argue that he was 13th out of 14, and then he went and almost won the Heisman is <laughs> nuts. <laughs> but, obviously, very bad take. Uh, my next take here, what do I got? Um, oh, so we had... It was a mailbag, Patreon mailbag episode. You can subscribe to our Patreon to hear more awful takes like this. Patreon.com slash college football bros. Uh, we were asked whether we should be worried about a Florida regression and our level of faith in Emory Jones. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, Dan Mullen is trustworthy. And even if you do regress, which I guess I would bet, bet on a little regression, but they were before the bowl game, which you can hardly count for them they were a top five or six team in the country so a, a little regression yeah. you could still be top 10 or 15 and yeah. have a really good year i think there's and a lot I, of yeah, emory jones like i like as kind of a dark horse heisman candidate because we don't know his throwing ability yet but if it's decent with his running ability and dan mullen's offense he could have a monster year man i really should have let trey trey go there i, I <laughs> trey tried to cut me off and i should have just <laughs> let him why'd i have to add in that emory hey. jones <laughs> take milo was in the background yep. trying to tell you my he said milo's in the background of a few of these i noticed so <laughs> also noticed our audio quality in some of these wasn't great but you know we're constantly improving wow nitpicky michael mm-hmm. quite a fall from grace from dan mullen there whoa crazy yeah just wild just never like, boom never would have expected expected him right? to get fired i mean he was close to the playoff the year before well relatively mm-hmm uh, okay, final bad take before I am mercifully off the hot seat. Uh, it was our in or out episode, and uh, one of our patrons, Ty, asked if we are in or out on Mel Tucker at Michigan State. It's just it's a tough spot. Most and most coaches are fired within a few years, so that's kind of you kind of got to show me something really good for me to to really buy in and. So far, he's just, like you said, every, whether at Colorado or Michigan State, he's just kind of been expectation. Yeah. And so with Michigan State in a tough spot and talent not really there on the roster right now, it's, it's going to be tough to dig out of. So that's, that's why I'm out. Yeah, well. There's so no much. talent there. You, you can't win. 
No way. No they way. They got no QB. Their QB plays terrible, right? I mean, they got nothing. Their offense can't run the ball. Terrible. They got a former Wake Forest running back. Come on. Yeah. Come on now. They don't run there. So there you have it. And there's there's some good takes from me. Oh, solid. Nice. Nice. All right. Guess it's my turn now. Uh, all right. I'll start off with my uh, my good take, and it comes from uh, our home our home team, our uh, uh, the Nebraska. This question was: Will they finally make a bowl game? That was posed. No. I, I don't think. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I kind of when I was talking about the team, I guess I painted a little bit of a rosy picture, but there's going to be something that happens that just whether Martinez goes down or we just fumble oh. so much, we lose on the last second. I don't know. We'll just find ways. We've been doing that for four years now. Um, I'm not confident. I'm not. I'm just not confident. Uh, you know, uh, until I see it, I'm. I said kind of towards the end of last year after last year in our off season some of our on a previous podcast like no more i'm not going over no matter what you don't have I'm to go over it. you just gotta push i know i'm not even gonna push i'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not even pushing i'm going under like that's just it all, all right. right so the i think the line set at like six right yeah six is so, the vegas win total so i'm going under i'm saying five and seven we're not gonna do it okay five and seven what what happens to scott frost yeah audio well Oh, no, I think he he, I think he, he stays, stays around. I think he stays one Absolutely. more year, even though he should be gone. I mean, unless the just they go two and ten, and you know everyone leaves, uh, he, he he's around next year. <laughs> Almost find went two way. and ten. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> yeah, well, they did find ways Best to lose. Three and nine team. They did. You called that. Yeah, the way no, you described no. it is yeah. is exactly how it happened. They'll find ways. Yeah, it's yeah. just it was crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Moving on to the bad ones. Um, all right. This first one is uh, it was an episode where we we're t- predicting how many games LSU would win. I am going at nine. I say they go one. nine and okay. three. Yeah. So I'm bullish. I'm bullish on LSU when they have that much returning production. Um, they went five and five last year. Let's not act like they were some terrible team. All right. So five and five, they're going to be a lot better. Um, and like Trey said, if they get by UCLA in week one, which they're favored, but if they get by them, I could see them getting to 6-0 and before they face Florida, Ole Miss, and Bama in consecutive weeks. So um, they have that type of talent. It could set up to get a, uh, a good year. Um, I Really, it's just I put a lot of value on that UCLA game because uh, they got pieces. I think a lot coming back. I know where there's some concerns, but I'm going to say 9-3. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're pretty pretty much the same team as they were the year before. Yeah, <laughs> did not did not make any job. They finished six and seven after the bowl game. So <sighs> not LSU a great. Was, they were a tough team to predict. Although you guys were on it, you guys weren't high, but you, you yeah. just didn't know. They had so much. They had did have a lot coming back, but you just didn't know how it pan out. You were a little high on LSU, but uh, the some of the commenters were extremely yes, high yes, on yes. LSU. Oh, wow. so yes, yes. LSU <laughs> fans that were, bad. Yeah. Go read the comments in that video. And actually, we're going to have a uh, a YouTube episode coming out in the next day or two where we go through um, some of our YouTube comments from preview season, and we're going to rank the 12 worst takes from the comments. So be sure to check that out. There are a couple LSU ones that are just unhinged (laughs) wild Uh, all right uh bad take number two um this episode was about um we were trying to predict each group of five conference winners uh, who'd be in the title game and who would win 
Um, and yeah, we were talking about the Mac and uh, this one. And I'm going to have to go with uh, the fighting Frank Solich's. And you're mm-hmm. I'm taking Ohio. Uh, Ohio played three games last year. They went two and one. And I think Akron and Bowling Green were, I think, were two of them. So <laughs> not, not exactly the strongest schedule in the world. Uh, but I like what they have coming back. Curtis Work is a good passing QB. They also have Armani Rogers, the former UNLV quarterback. He's more of a, a dual threat. So they kind of got a little, they might have played, probably going to play both guys a, a little bit. Um, and they got a lot. I like what they got as far as running the ball. They got a good offensive line. They got a good running back in Demontre Tuggle. So uh, they have a good play overall. And they're not like elite anywhere, but I think they're just a good solid team that has, you know, if things bounce right for them, I think they could be make it. Not even close. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> three three wins for them this year. Three and nine. You know what? Hey, <laughs> but to your credit, I think next year for the Mac, we each just spin a wheel. Yeah, and we we get totally. that team because that's the way it works. But Northern <laughs> yeah. Illinois, no one would yeah. have guessed that. But for the past like fifteen years, Ohio, you could at least bank on for like six or yeah, seven at least. It's their you worst know? year. Hey, no Frank Solich. And yeah, they, they it's tanked. crazy that how he just picked the right time apparently to go. Uh, all right. Moving on to number three, the last one here. Um, this was an episode of Who Will Win the College Football Playoff? All right, so I'll go ahead and give you my my playoff scenario here. Uh, my number one seed, I have Clemson. Uh, I think they'll go undefeated. That means I think I'll beat Georgia. Uh, so I got Clemson. Uh, number two, I got Ohio State. I think they're just going to run through the Big Ten, as they usually do. Uh, at number three, I have Texas A&M. That's kind of my uh, one of my my first surprise, I guess. Um, I have them beating Georgia in the uh, in the SEC title game. And at number four, it was a tough choice, very tough choice. But I'm taking the Oregon Ducks. Uh, I think wow. they're going to win the the Pac-12. It's it's going to be a really close one between. To me, in my head, it was between or- one loss Oregon and one loss because I think they're going to lose to Ohio State and one loss Iowa State. That's who I, <laughs> I had to d- decipher between, and I think Oregon losing at um, Ohio State is going to be the hot, the more quality loss uh, than Iowa State will have. So that's it. And then if I go to my my championship game, I have Clemson versus Texas A and M, and I can't go against the Tigers. I'm taking Clemson. I think they're the best overall team this year. Uyagule is going to be a stud. So. Just the Everything one little more. was bad. <laughs> yeah, every little... Com- my like, top five were all not in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure which take was the worst in there, but together it was just... A- I appreciate you going out on a limb, but uh, but mm. all of your little side comments did yeah. not pin out. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just, but I will say, all three of us picked Clemson to win the national title in that episode. Yeah. They just not not good. They seemed like yeah. the surest thing to make it to make the playoff, right? Right. Because they always win the ACC and knew they'd have a great defense. But man, did not expect Dewey Ungolay in the offense to be so bad. Oh. Yep. All right. I'm done. I'm out. All right. There you have it. There are our bad takes. Um, don't let us know if there are any more that you remember because. No, we'd we'd rather not revisit. We them. know, yeah, we know actually because we had to go through all of our old episodes. And <laughs> we had to choose amongst them all. Yeah, there were there were plenty. But uh, anyway, let's get to some bad takes uh, from the at Old Takes Exposed Twitter account. I just went through their past retweets and tweets and found some college football related ones. So 
I'll start us off here with um, they had tweeted um, a video from Late Kick Josh, who posted a clip from his show on Twitter, and it was two minutes of him talking about how basically Miami will not be getting Mario Cristobal. So there's a bad take that ended up being wrong. And then the freezing, the the, the actual Old Takes Exposed Twitter account was in the replies agreeing with him and also tweeted, funny to think they even have a 0.0001% chance of hiring him. Why would, what? I know, I I didn't, like if you, right when the rumor started, I I probably thought like, oh, I don't, I don't think he'll go there, but it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. He's a Miami guy, like it's possible. Right, right. And, and why would that account tweet that knowing? Yeah, true. (laughs) But to their credit, they owned it. Late Kick Josh owned his video, and of course, the Twitter account owned their their takes. Right. Uh, next one, Jeff Schwartz, who was, I believe, a former Oregon offensive lineman, uh, tweeted: "Mario Cristobal is going to leave Oregon, where he runs the show, to head back home to this. This is what Miami fans want me to believe." Yes, they yes, do. Jeff. Yeah, good call. And then uh, <laughs> after Georgia lost to Vanderbilt in 2016, Clay Travis sarcastically tweeted, at least Georgia didn't fire Mark Richt for Kirby Smart. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah. as it turns out, how'd that work out? Kirby Smart, a little better than Mark Richt. And then I've got uh, Mike Bianchi, an Orlando sports writer, tweeted in 2018, Georgia better enjoy this victory over Florida in the world's largest outdoor a world's largest outdoor talent discrepancy party. Once Dan Mullen starts recruiting at Kirby Smart's level, the tone of this rivalry will change dramatically. <laughs> yeah, nah, sorry, what a ridiculous man. thing! Like I even, you know, yeah, like I thought higher, a little bit higher of Mullen than than Smart, but I would never say that it would be like an uneven playing field. Yeah, no. I mean, Kirby is definitely going to recruit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll keep it going here. This was uh, from Dan Leach, a Michigan fan, um, tweeted after their loss in the semifinal that he'd rather lose in the playoff than win the Peach Bowl like Michigan State did. Um, but somebody dug up uh, his old tweets and six years ago, he pretty much tweeted the exact opposite. He tweeted that he'd rather win the Citrus Bowl <laughs> than get embarrassed in the playoff like Michigan State did that year. So, Yikes. That's great. Whoa. That is just... That's so chef's kiss just perfect yep <laughs> uh all right next one uh the barstool michigan twitter account um tweeted in january of last year this uh by extending harbaugh michigan guarantees five more years of mediocrity mm. not a good look big 10 champs uh all right uh brian kelly was asked if he'd ever leave notre dame aside from retirement and he said no i mean look I think Mike Tomlin had the best line, right? Unless that fairy godmother comes comes by with that two hundred and fifty million dollar check. Didn't quite yeah. take two hundred and fifty million. You. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh let's see. Jack Collinsworth tweeted Notre Dame is a better team and better job than LSU. Plain and simple. Don't see this resulting uh in anything other than a nice compliment and potential raise. Hmm. Huh. That's strong. Okay. I mean, better team and better job than LSU. That's yeah. I mean, that, that's a, a an opinion to have, but it's definitely not a given. How is it? Yeah, talent. What that doesn't. It's make, plain and simple, though. I guess it's, yeah, you're right. He said it's plain and simple. So yeah. So yeah, we can't argue with that. Uh, and last one for me is a Sooner Scoop 
tweeted, um, Lincoln Riley was asked about rumors he was about to accept the LSU coaching job after the Sooners' final regular season game. Um, his answer left a little doubt where he'll stay. At Oklahoma. Hmm, there was, didn't quite no. work out either. <laughs> I love that uh, even like the day on. before when Lincoln Riley was saying, I'm not going to be LSU's next head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't That's lie. Fact. <laughs> didn't lie. He wasn't lying. All right, moving on to Roman Harper on the SEC Network before the Clemson-South Carolina game said, I'm calling my shot. South Carolina is going to win this game, and they might win by double digits. Clemson ended up winning that 30 to nothing. (laughs) Didn't quite work out. Nice try, Roman. There were a lot of tweets late in the Iron Bowl, uh, Alabama-Auburn, thinking that Bama was done. Jason McIntyre said, wow, Bama is toast. Stunner. Booger McFarland said, and that's a wrap in Jordan Hare. Who would have thought? Damian Woody said, bye-bye, Bama. And then Ryan Rossillo said it was officially Saban's worst loss. Mm. Well, Bama ended up winning, so I don't you know You hate to see Jason that... McIntyre get caught up in a bad tweet. You hate to see it. Yeah, <laughs> wow. That's got to be his first one, though, ever, yeah. right? Michael Felder tweeted, Texas Tech not quite in field goal range and eight seconds to go. Feels like this is definitely going to OT. Uh-uh. Texas Tech en- ends up gaining a couple <laughs> yards and drills a 62-yard field goal to beat Iowa State. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Michael Felder there. I mean, eight seconds. The like one. They only had to gain two yards, and it was a really yeah, long field like, goal. But they could have gained – they could easily do one play for 10 yards and kick a field yeah. goal. Yeah, like Gators defensive coordinator Todd Grantham in February last year said, we're going to play good this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good's a word. Yeah. Good is a word. <laughs> ah. There you have it. If you remember any uh, any other media or coaches that had bad takes, let us know. You can tweet us at CFB Bros. Uh, But that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the College Football Bros. Again, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Turn on notifications because in the next couple days, we'll have those YouTube commenters' uh, worst takes, which are very, very funny. So would appreciate you watching that. And other than that, see you next week. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. Keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.